fundraisers, I'm Don Lego. It's time to buckle up for a new episode of Raise Nation Radio, the one and only podcast made to inspire fundraisers like you to continue making impact in our communities, building better tomorrows and exchanging ideas. So whether you're a trailblazer or seasoned pro, you'll pick up the trends that transform your fundraising. And together, we'll dive into lively conversations and chat with industry-leading fundraisers and thought leaders to explore hot-button issues and innovative ideas. So stay with us for the next 30 minutes while we inspire you to embrace the future of fundraising. All right, let's get going. Welcome back to Raise Nation Radio. We're so glad that you're here and Thank you for making the show such um, a favorite and so popular and nominating us for the podcast awards. We're so grateful. If you are new to the show, well, Raise streams on 10 different podcast channels. So I'm sure we're on your favorite. Please give us a follow. We're also on demand at onecause.com. And we are live and in person from the Raise broadcast studio at the annual Raise conference. Now, if you're not familiar with Raise, um, it is a conference for all of you fearless fundraisers. It's a nonprofit conference. It takes place each year in September. That's right, just a few short days away. September 11th and 12th this year at the Country Music Hall of Fame in the Music City. So we thought it would be fun to welcome to the show, and I can't believe that we pinned them down for a whole podcast episode, but they are with us, the uh, conference host and presenting sponsor of the Rays Conference, both from One Cause. Carrie Wozniak and Kelly Velasquez. Hey, Carrie, Kelly, welcome to the show. Hey, John, how are you? Thanks for having us. Oh, hey, great. John. Hi, Kelly. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. But before we get into the nitty gritty and the vision and everything we can expect from this conference, I got to ask, how are we doing? How's the team feeling? I know you call it the raise craze. Are we panicked or are we prepared? Well, I would say we are super prepared. I think the the two-word check-in, we had a two-word check-in last week with a lot of the team members and a lot of the team member check-ins were excited, pumped up, uh, relieved. It's coming, you know, we, we've been preparing for this event all year long. So it's really about uh, bringing everybody together and just really executing well and making sure that the the people that are attending have a really wonderful experience and, and can take away some great insights and best practices for fundraising. Kelly, Kelly do, you, you? do you agree, Kelly? Is it panicked I, or prepared? I think it's it, it's both, but it, it's like a managed panic. Like we have a well-oiled machine here. We've been doing raise for, you know, what's years now. And so it's about executing the plan. Um, and the team works so great together, just so many individuals coming together to make this conference shine for our fearless fundraiser. So I would say we're ready. Let's raise it. Yeah, good, good point. Let's raise it. All right. Well, we're going to get into some nitty gritty, talk about the history, our keynote, all that good stuff. But I would love to get a little bit more intimate with you guys and have you say hello to our audience and just introduce yourselves. What do you do at One Cause? What do you do for the Raise Conference and anything that you'd like to share uh, personally? So, Kelly, can we start with you? Sure. I'm Kelly Velasquez Haig. I'm the VP of Marketing at One Cause. Um, when I'm not working with the team and Kiri and you, Don, to dream up amazing things for the Raise experience. I focus on the content and the webinars and all the strategies, as you know, with the content team to help make sure we're putting out really great resources for fundraisers out there to help them raise more and reach more. All right, Carrie, your turn. 
Yeah. And I work alongside Kelly as a chief marketing officer. We, we are a, a powerful team with, with the marketing team intact and, and all the different various uh, roles and responsibilities that, that we focus on at One Cause. And it's about building the brand, making sure that we're seen as building better tomorrows, um, what the nonprofits do matters, and, and really how do we best use our technology to help grow fundraising and streamline um, efforts with, with the nonprofit fundraisers out there. And so my role is to really make sure that we're promoting and drawing interest and awareness and, and um, getting people to know more about who we are and how we help nonprofits fundraise. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit more about me and I'm excited about the Raise Conference uh, working alongside of the team, we've got a really wonderful conference intact with over 30, 40 sessions, speakers, nonprofit experts. So bringing everybody together is really all about um, getting everybody in the room for the couple of days and making it truly impactful for, for everyone. And doing it and doing it all together. It's a real partnership and community between all of the fearless fundraisers and one cause and the sponsors. So let's get into this seven year history. Raise is seven years old and it certainly has evolved over time. So you can share a brief overview of where it was, where it is now, and just what is the Raise Conference, just that level set for everyone listening out there. Yeah, I'll kind of take that question, Don. I think when we when we initially started talking about the Rays Conference, it was really about what can we do unique in the community of nonprofit fundraisers, industry experts. How do we bring people together that are event fundraisers? There really wasn't a conference out there that was truly for event fundraising, solely focused on event fund fundraising. So when we coined the the tagline for the Raise Conference, it was the event fundraising conference. And it was a way for us to bring nonprofits together that focused on events, but also had campaigns throughout any given year, but could really dive into event fundraising, gala fundraising, auction fundraising, and bring those people together. And what's kind of happened, you know, really within the, the nonprofit community is it's grown even beyond event fundraising. And, and Kelly could share a little bit more about that. But those event fundraisers that came together, they've been craving just unique material that we were able to, to, to uh, curate and bring in. And I think that's really what's made it unique over the last couple of years and how we've been able to build on top of that um, and grow the conference beyond just event fundraising topics, but others. Um, so, yeah, we, we started the conversation, I would say, back in 2015, 2016, we're kicking around the idea. And then in 2017 uh, was really the year that we we took off and, and started the uh, the history, the seven year history that we're in. And I think I'll also add too. Carrie and I talk about this a lot when we reminisce about raises that in that first year, this concept of interactivity came up and this idea that we would create a conference that just wasn't sitting in presentations and having you know present content presented at you, but that you'd be able to have, whether it be in the session or afterwards, opportunities to digest that content, share information and share insights. Because we hear from fundraisers all the time um, that they learn best when they learn from each other. So building a conference where interactivity was at the core of both the programming and the experience was really, really important. And then as Kiri said, 
I think one of the interesting things and in, in proud moments is that the conference continues to evolve. And so while we've coined it the event fundraising conference, we know that fundraising needs span a full spectrum, um, just like the product offerings that one cause has. We need to be able to meet fundraisers and donors where they are. And so we've added fundraising strategy, donor development, um, engagement sessions, you know, a peer-to-peer and online auction or peer-to-peer and online fundraising sessions. So really it is an event fundraising conference at its core that touches on a bunch of broader areas of what's hot and what's going on in the world of fundraising. Yeah, it's so hard to stay um, ahead and relevant with you know a, a, a landscape that's constantly changing. But you do a, a great job. And I think the word that comes to my mind when I think of Rays is premier. So let me ask a tough question. What do you believe? There's lots of conferences out there, fundra- you know, fearless fundraisers, nonprofits, they have choices. But what do you believe sets the Raise Conference apart as that premier nonprofit experience? Well, interesting that you should ask that. And while I will offer my opinion, my opinion <laughs> comes from studying seven years of surveys from our attendees themselves. Mm. We survey them post-conference to really keep a pulse on, you know, where did we deliver? Where do we need to keep improving? And the one thing that they say sets the raise appearance experience apart, well, really two things, that the content and the quality of the sessions, but the community. And this community of fearless fundraisers that we've been able to build um, it really started prior to the pa- pandemic, and, and we can get into a whole other thing about, you know, like the, all the different years of raise that we've had. But it started during the pandemic, this idea of being fearless and fundraising, fearless fundraisers. And it's really taken off since then. It's become a core part um, from the swag to the social posts to the posts on the walls when we ask them. Because fundraising is about fearless. It's daunting. It takes grit. It takes resilience uh, and it takes hope. And so having this community of people who understand not just fundraising, but what it takes to support each other through the ups and the downs has been amazing. Um, I also say that it's a conference where everybody's a part of that. And I do think that's slightly unique. And what do I mean by that? Our speakers, our sponsors, nonprofits, industry experts, they're all together and it's just not in the sessions. They're together at breakfast, sharing, you know, ideas and networking with each other. They're at the social activities together. They're talking, um, you know, pre and post session. They're exchanging ideas and information. So it's really a community of everybody who's there participating and actively being part of the raise experience. I don't know, Carrie. What else would you say? Yeah, I think the big the big thing with this conference is that it is not a user conference for one cause. And some some industry experts or speakers or people that we have talked about think that it's a conf- it's our user conference for our one cause customers. It's really not. It's a conference for everyone and we're hosting industry experts. Uh, it's not it's not like your typical technology provider conference where it's we're inviting our customers to come and we're going to train them and certify them and show them all the great new innovation that we've done. We love doing that, but that isn't the time and place for a raise. We're really focused on getting as many experts and fundraisers in a room together over the two days and really getting them to be smarter, better fundraisers, networking and working together and learning new ideas from one another. And that's how we're helping to build better tomorrows, get get as many insights out there 
for everyone. And, and of course, our customers do come to this conference. It's just not, they're not the only group that is there. We, we do have a lot of people from all over that come and um, it's really wonderful to see whether they're our customer or not. All nonprofits are welcome because it's, it's an event fundraising conference. Yeah, everyone's welcome. We just um, had the pleasure of speaking to uh, Shauna and Reggie, who are, have been longstanding MCs for the RAISE conference. And they shared that same exact sentiment about the community and the community coming together and helping each other. And I think that's really taken on a life of its own um, with with the RAISE experience. So it's just nice to see. I've seen impromptu affinity groups take place and so many conversations in the uh, session room, outside the session room. And it's just great what you've built here. Um, So this year we're coming together um, in a wonderful space, the Country Music Hall of Fame. Um, I had the pleasure of uh, being on a site visit with both of you last year because Ray's does take a full year of planning. Um, So can you share a little bit of the inspiration of how you got to the Country Music Hall of Fame um, and what goes behind choosing the venue? And is there any alignment with the goals and the vision of the event? Yeah, I mean, John, I think Raise is all about fun, right? Finding yeah, a city, sure finding an area of the country that's going to be a lot of fun for the for the nonprofits that are breaking away and able to get away from their day to day. And nothing's more fun than Nashville and the Country Music Hall of Fame, right? And all the fearless fundraisers out there that can make it and come, I think they're going to have a really unique experience. And it's centrally located in the U.S. So when we think about the other years we've had the conferences in different cities is how do we um, be available and and have the airport and the location centrally located so everyone can make it. Um, And I think that's been super important for how we determine venue and how it really aligns with how we're getting folks to come uh, from all over. And Kelly, I know, I know you saw the space before I did and, and walked away with a big wow. So tell, tell us a little bit more about your experience. I think Carrie hits it on the head too. And it's like venue is super important to raise um, because venue and experience go hand in hand in our mind. And I think if you think back to when we were first envisioning this conference, I remember having conversations with Carrie and a lot of us have come up through the world of fundraising at one cause. And we were like, we want to create a conference experience that nonprofits get to experience for themselves because we're so busy planning events and fundraisers for our donors and constituents, we often don't get an experience that's curated just for the fundraiser. And so we try to find places that there's a lot of vibrancy going on, not just in the venue, but in um, the city itself. And so Nashville is a perfect progression, I think, from Chicago to D.C., you know, to virtual now um, back to Chicago and, and Nashville. And there's nothing more iconic than that stage at the Country Music Hall of Fame. It's breathtaking. I, breathtaking. Ugh. Yeah. So can't can't wait to do this. I also say last year we knew when we came back in person in Chicago after a virtual hiatus with the pandemic that we needed a bigger venue, that yeah. the demand was there. And so we really started to look where could we grow and where could we continue to provide that unique and exhilarating experience for our fearless fundraisers. And we're going to be doing that from the country hall or country music hall of fame this year. Yeah. And that stage. Oh, my gosh. 
it, you just feel special walking into it and onto it. It's just so special. So I'm excited myself. Thanks for inviting me. I can't wait. Um, so I want to turn, uh, turn our attention a little bit to the programming um, and just the wealth of CFRE credits that are available to fearless fundraisers. There, it, diversity comes to mind when I, when I think about our, the programming um, from, you know, the keynote speaker and the unique insights from all of the speakers. I know it's a process. So can you walk us through that process of applications, selecting speakers, and what qualities are you looking for to deliver that premier status um, and keep raise differentiated? And just how does all of that contribute to the conference's overall value? Sure, I'll start us off on this. And for all of you listening out there who planned events and planned conferences, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. And I'll say that we start almost as soon as raise ends, we start going through surveys. We ask our attendees to talk about people they might, you know, recommend, but we really take our time when it comes to both our keynotes and our speaker selections Um, with our keynotes, you name it, watching YouTube, we're looking at conferences, we're coming all through to try to get an idea of what's going on out there. Um, But at the end of the day, whether it's our keynote or our speakers, we're really looking for practical lessons that can be taken and shared so that both our keynotes and our sessions, people are walking away, those fearless fundraisers are walking away and saying, hmm, I learned something that I can go and do. I learned something that I can go and try. And I hear this in the surveys. I learned something that I can go and take back to my team. And so whether it's on the big stage or in a breakout room, we want you to walk away with practical and actionable strategies and tips that you can try to further your mission. Love that. Carrie, anything to add? Yeah, I would just kind of piggyback on what Kelly had just shared. It's like looking at who's speaking, who has a story to tell, uh, what are stories that need to be told amongst the community, and really asking the attendees what kind of speakers and topics they're interested in hearing more about. And I think it's the diversity of the attendees that come that really help drive what what kind of ratings we've gotten in previous years, what speakers do we need to uh, be looking at. And, And really, we have record number of speakers apply this past year. And it was really hard to narrow down the the talent that we had. And there's a lot of people out there that I'm hoping, you know, you all apply for next year because there's some great content and getting it to two days of content and four different tracks is something that we work really hard to, to really uh, focus on what is the need for that year in any given year. So encourage people to keep applying to speak. So it's two full days, four tracks, and most of the sessions are worthy of a CFRE credit. Is that right? Correct. You got it. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot that you pack into two days, not to mention all of the networking as well. All right. So let's let's take a little trip down maybe memory lane. Um, Ray's, as we mentioned, is seven years old. Um, Can we just do like maybe a little lightning round of those standout moments or the themes from the previous race conference. Perhaps it'll give us some insight about what to expect and get us um, excited. Carrie, I know you've got to have some things that stood out to you. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, I think in year, in year one, it was, it was about being in Washington DC and a record heat wave. Oh, lovely. <laughs> and 
we had, you know, 117 plus people that had joined us and we were ready to really have some great conversations, great discussions. And we had a keynote that year. We had some uh, some different sessions that we brought to the table. I think there was rock, paper, scissors in one session where we were really um, getting everybody up, standing in their seats, moving around. And for me, it was just really special because we were able to bring people together that wanted to be um, wanted to be there, wanted to learn, wanted to network, and it became very organic and planning for the future years after we brought everyone together in DC. And what we, with that excitement in that room and what we felt was really special with, you know, large nonprofits, medium-sized nonprofits, small nonprofits, you name it, the size, we had a variety of size nonprofits in there just sharing ideas and really going to town with, with topics and conversations. In year two, we we're like, okay, we're going to do it. Let's go to Chicago and let's make it centrally located, a really great hub out of the Chicago area. We were able to um, grow the conference. I think that year, that year we had about 250 to 275 attendees. And what was super cool about that is the experience, we were able to take it up a notch with our sponsors, with the people that were participating and planning the event. We started to go up a notch, go up a level in keynote and content and overall expanding the tracks. And we were able to blow people away with the Cubs rooftop. So for anyone that hasn't been to Chicago. I didn't go to that one. How I missed that. (laughs) For anyone that's not from the Chicago area and hadn't been to a Cubs rooftop, we we really had a great time. A special time getting everybody together at the rooftop and and a lot of conversations were happening, not even watching the game. So it was it was a it was great fun. And then in year three, which takes us pre pandemic, uh, we held it in a museum and we decided to stay in Chicago one more year for that year and do an encore able to have it in a museum. We were able to go from 250 to 275 to over 450 attendees. Wow. So we were able to build it again, take it up uh, the next level with content programming. And this was kind of fun. This is where in year three, we started to term fearless fundraisers. So the term fearless fundraisers, we used it in all of our marketing. We used it in our selfie wall, creating a lot of really great vibes. And it's become a mainstay at Raise. You'll see it at the conference and you'll see that we really coin our fearless fundraising community. And Kelly, how about... Why don't you take us home through the last couple of years? Sure. Year four and five, those were the pandemic years. And we knew we couldn't stop raise. We had to continue to deliver raise for our fearless fundraisers and for all the nonprofits out there who were trying to figure out in this new normal how they were going to connect with donors and supporters and keep their missions going. So we pivoted. We 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 said, I remember talking, we were like, okay, well, we've been leading fundraisers during the pandemic to figure out how to turn their fundraising virtual. Now we're going to walk the talk with our own conference. And so we went virtual in years four and five. I remember that first year we went virtual, the first year of the pandemic we had, and we made raise free that year. We just put it out on the broadcast waves and we said, calm. And we did, we had 7,000 people turning from tuning in from like 43 Amazing. countries. Wow. We had somebody who said they got to listen from the Amazon rainforest and and thanked us. And so that was year four and five was really a pandemic um, and and delivering raise and programming from a bunch of different locations uh, across the country. And then that brought us year six last year. We went back to Chicago 
bringing everybody back together in person. And honestly, we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know post-pandemic would people come. I mean, we knew they'd come, but we just didn't know how many. And we sold out. Uh, we The demand exceeded our capacity in Chicago. We had like 200 people on the wait list. And so then when it came this year, we said, we got to open it back up again. We got to get a venue that's bigger and better than ever because the fundraisers are looking for kind of these practical, actionable conferences. And so now we're at the Country Music Hall of Fame, close to 600. Uh, and we're ready to rock and roll 2023. Wow. Exciting. I remember that uh, individual from the Amazon rainforest. And I think my favorite selfie wall was the one where you harnessed everybody in and let fearless fundraisers climb up like a rock wall or mountain. And um, the selfie wall is always just a great time. So if you're going to raise, you want to definitely stop by. Um, all right. So I want to talk about keynote. Oh. We've had great keynote speakers, really such a fantastic lineup. This year is no different. Um, We have Siri Lindley and I feel her energy just scrolling through LinkedIn. I've got to tell you, if if I'm scrolling past her post, I feel something pop through the screen. She's just amazing. I, I don't even know the word for it. So let's talk about Siri Lindley and what exciting perspectives do you think that the attendees can expect this year from our keynote? Well, I will say that if you're a raised attendee, buckle up because Siri Lindley is going to be in the house. Uh, yeah. Tony Robbins favorite. Um, and if you're not at raised, don't worry, you'll be able to connect in with uh, Siri Lindley. We'll probably put that up. Uh, that keynote address on demand. But the most important thing to know about Siri is she's amazing. And she carries through those timeless qualities that we look for in our most powerful keynotes. Um, She's resilient. She's hopeful. She's optimistic. She has a story and she understands the fundraising world. She is a world champion triathlete who didn't even know how to swim before she entered the world of triathletes. Um, she's dynamic. She's a nonprofit, two-time nonprofit founder. Uh, she knows wow. and understands what it is to be in the trenches and to fundraise. Um, she just has an amazing personal story combined with her nonprofit story that she's going to share with everybody. But I think what's super interesting, we do extensive research, as I said, um, you know, comb from high, low, all around. We found her, and this is, I get goosebumps every time I talk about this. We we always interview our keynotes. So it's like Carrie, myself, with Sarah Sebastian, we're on this call, we're interviewing um, Siri, and she just wows us from the get-go. But then she says, oh, I'm a nonprofit two-time founder. And we're like, oh, yeah, we always love that. And then she says, and I'm a one-cost customer, and none of us no. knew this. Yeah, none of us knew. She's like, we've been using you, you like, you know, we love race, the whole thing, and and it was just meant to be. It was yeah, absolutely oh, for sure. meant to be. She's going to speak from the heart with such empathy for our fearless fundraisers out there. I really mm-hmm. can't wait. I'm trying to assign, sign up and assign myself for a place where I can, you know, get the full experience. So, um, but I'll be sure to watch it on demand after a raise. So, uh, Good job there. Great. Can't wait to, great to see her. All right. Well, we want to get in a couple more questions, but I got to ask, all right, real quest, Carrie first, any particular sessions or activities that stand out to you or you're most excited about this year? Yeah, I would say that the mo- I'm most excited just to be at the Country Music Hall of Fame. Like, I think when you walk into the specific 
country music hall, like the CM, they call it the CMA theater. That theater hosts 776 people. It is a bowl that uh, there's no bad seat in the house. And so it's how it's, it's how we're bringing everyone together to see, to see the content, to, to enjoy the atmosphere, to enjoy each other and really to kick off kick off the conference is what I'm excited about the most right now is just getting the, getting our MCs on the stage, Shauna and Reggie and Steve Johns, who will be kicking off the conference and, and Siri is just going to light it up and it's really going to set the stage for the rest of the, the two days and really getting a lot out of the content and the sessions that you'll see. I mean, the activities that are going to, uh, that are going to be around uh, with the Monday night, fearless party. You're going to hear a little bit more about it from Kelly in a second, but I'm just mostly excited to get everybody in that CMA theater. I think everyone's going to go, wow. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's exciting. And yeah. There are it's a, lot a wow, of, a wow moment. Of, just walking in. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of just really special musical performances that have been performed on that stage and a lot of um, really important events that have happened there and to be a part of it and to have the rage raise stage, it's going to be pretty exciting. All right, Kelly, what about you? What are you most excited about? Well, we like to experiment at race. So we've got what we know is the proven experience. And then we always try new things. So I'm excited for some of the new things we're trying. Again, based on what our attendees have told us, uh, more networking. So we've got infinity groups this year. Um, we're also giving back to the local community and having a nonprofit station where um, attendees can volunteer and participate and um, to help give back to a local charity. We're doing book signings, the Monday night party, as Carrie said, Wild Horse Saloon, Google it, it's amazing. And I'm just gonna say line, live music and line dancing. If I don't wow. tease something enough, it our, our Monday night parties are, are always off the hook. So can't wait to just celebrate with our fearless fundraisers. Sounds like cowboy boots are in order for this raise yeah. conference. Oh yeah, giddy up. <laughs> giddy up. All right. Well, in terms of content then and learning opportunities, because we talked about the community and the, the, the so many different things, but how it, it, we mentioned very at the beginning of this um, uh, session that it's so hard to stay relevant and maybe even a step ahead. So how can nonprofits expect that this year's conference will align with just the evolving needs and challenges that the non, that nonprofit organizations face? There's a lot going on with integration and AI tools, and there's it's it's not easy. And you said that this you start planning now for next year. How do you stay in sync with those evolving needs? I'll answer my point of view and then and I can let Carrie take a couple other points. I think it's staying core to your bread and butter. Um, we do this, Don, you know this with our webinar program and on our podcasting is like, what do they fundamentally need to know in order to help grow generosity or reach today's donors? But mixing what's going on and what's hot and new. And it's this ebb and flow, this balance, because you can't go too much hot and new, you know, because people need to walk away with the foundational stuff, um, or at least how they want to innovate the foundational stuff. So it's always a balance, I think, but it's about keeping a mix. And I'll let Carrie talk about some of the new session topics that we have this year that I think help you stay relevant. 
Gary, you want to jump yeah, I, in? Yeah, I think, I think, you know, I think there are, you know, different AI sessions. There's reaching donors of color, volunteerism, just different community centric approaches from a content standpoint, you're going to see, you know, during those different tracks that you'll choose from, there's just a, a variety of things that have really come organically to us. And we've, we've been at a lot of conferences this year. And so it's not repeat content people have heard before. It is very organic. It's very relevant, um, but it's unique to raise. And how do we, how do we communicate to this group of event fundraisers? I mean, the schedule right now, for those of you that are attending, you should have access to the raise app today, as of today. And it's just, you know, encouraging everybody to get in and starting to build your schedule and look at what are things that you want to learn most about, uh, whether it's donor engagement, retention, AI, uh, you'll see a wide variety of, of topics in there to choose from. Well, congratulations on just staying so ahead of the curve and making it so actionable and um, what's top of mind for our fearless fundraisers so that they could leave that conference and just get, get to work and and be great at, at or better at what they what they do. Um, I know I have to let you guys go and get back because it's, you know, that raise craze and a couple of days left before we all get on planes and hop into cars and head to the Country Music Hall of Fame. But I'd like to ask what message from both of you, maybe care if you don't mind taking this first, what would you like to convey to both returning attendees and those who are experiencing the RAISE conference for the very first time this year? What's your message to them? I think the message is just simply what I said just a minute ago is start building your schedule, start looking at the content and the sessions because there's going to be a lot to choose from. And it's what are you going to get the biggest bang for? Like, what is it that you really want to learn more about? reading up on the speakers that are going to be there and really starting to build the schedule. But really, it's about enjoying the conference. You're not going to get to everything. And I encourage everyone to um, try to network, reach out, post on the wall, uh, reach out on LinkedIn to to people that you interact with. You're going to really have a great time networking. And that is something I think that you'll take away for years to come. There's been groups of people that are still gathering and getting together. Um, so, so really, it's just enjoy the conference. Everybody coming um, from a nonprofit standpoint, what, what you all do matters. And we're here to help and help build better tomorrows and, and get you information that will help you raise more for your mission. So that's what it's all about. And I will just share a, a big thank you to our sponsors that help make this conference happen alongside of us. Uh, we're the presenting sponsor and pulling off a lot of the logistics behind the scenes and the programming, but it takes really all the brands and all the, the sponsors that are coming with us to, to make this a really great program. So I wanted to do a shout out to our sponsors that are coming as well. You're here. I'll echo that. Well said, Kiri. We couldn't do it without our sponsors. They help us provide an amazing conference and uh energizing experience to all of our fearless fundraisers so hats off to array of sponsors many of whom continue to be with us since year one in that basement in washington dc um i will say my message that i want to say is be ready to have fun like if you're coming this year if you've got boots bring them if you got a cowboy cowgirl hat bring it you got a shirt bring it just come ready to have fun because we've got amazing content and a thrilling, thrilling two days in store for you. Well, I know I have my 
cowboy boots polished and shined and packed and ready to go. And I'm going to meet you all there. And we are going to kick up some fun and get some learning done. And I just can't wait. Thank you for everything that you do to put into this experience for all of us that are touching the nonprofits back, uh, sector. We, you know, we need to come together. We need each other. And um, I know what it took to take get time on your calendars to do this episode, but we really appreciate um, you being with us today. Fearless Fundraisers, I'm sorry, that's all the time we have for today, but you can continue the conversation at the Raise Conference September 11th and 12th at the Country Music Hall of Fame at the Music City Cap- uh, Capital, um, Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's Raise Nation topic and your daily dose of fundraising inspiration. Tune in for a new episode release every Thursday at 12.30 p.m. That's Thursdays, 12.30 p.m. In the meantime, listen to all the episodes on Raise Nation Radio. We have about 104 episodes now and follow the channel that you like best so you can get notifications about all our new guests. And if you're a fundraiser and you would like to appear on the show, please reach out to hello at onecause.com. We'd love to uh, cast a uh, spotlight on your mission and uh, bring your voice um, to the show. I'd like to thank our sponsor, One Cause, for making this episode possible. One Cause is driving the future of fundraising with easy-to-use digital fundraising solutions that help nonprofits connect with donors. Check it out at onecause.com and visit the resource tab on the homepage for a broad catalog of free content and eBooks that hopefully you'll find helpful. A huge shout out and thanks to my guest, Carrie Wozniak and Kelly Velasquez-Hegg for your authentic and intimate and casual voice today. Thank you so much for being on the show. I do have to ask because we ask all guests any last words of inspiration to close us out. Okay, I'll jump in. I'll jump in. (laughs) This is Kelly. Um, Stay fearless. That's my advice to you all, whether you're at Ray's or you're in your home offices or wherever you are, um, building better tomorrows is just stay fearless. Mary, anything from you? Yeah, I'll just add, you know, we're here to help you uh, create awesome missions and achieve your goals every day. So again, I'll echo Kelly, stay fearless and keep making it happen. And we'll see you all in Nashville. Well, thank you again so much. That's a wrap. Until next time, I'm Dawn Lego. This is Raise Nation Radio. You stay fearless out there. (laughs) 